I'm Mitchell Vandenberg. And I'm David Scarlatescu. And welcome to Back to the Scene. A home for movie lovers that want to stay up to date on all things entertainment. Whether you're a super fan or a casual fan, we got you covered. We talk about a wide range of topics including film, TV shows, and all things relevant to movie pop culture. So sit back, grab some popcorn, because we're about to get Back to the Scene. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Back to the Scene. Welcome back. Mitchell tells me we've got quite the topic list to cover today, so let's just jump straight into it. What are the topics we're hitting today, Mitch? Okay, well, let's give him a little bit of a surprise, but first one, let's talk about Fantastic Forecasting. So they're beginning to cast for the new Fantastic Four movie uh, produced by Marvel Studios, and what I thought they would try to cast around is Reed Richards, but they're actually focusing on casting Sue Storm first. Do they have a short list? No, they have, they're looking for a Dakota Johnson type role. So like, for example, when they're doing casting in Hollywood, they kind of give like a actor type that they're kind of like, they're looking for this type of um, actor. So like, for example, She-Hulk, they're looking for an Alison Brie type actress and they ended up ca- casting Tatiana Miswani. So Sue Storm, sorry, brush me up on Fantastic Four here. Yep. That's the invisible woman, woman, right? Okay. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, I was, I was kind of surprised because usually I was thinking Reed Richards would be wild. I would be focusing around because yeah, you would think he's the leader of the team. And most often I would think would be the protagonist of the story because they're explorers. And he's kind of like the one that drives the, and, the team to explore. And what has Dakota Johnson done? 50 Shades of Grey. Madam Web. That's what role they're kind of, that's what character. Not role, but. <laughs> sorry. That's what character. Type of actress. Be. The type of actress. Like that acting style. Oh, interesting. Okay. Hmm. And then you're saying they're going to cast that around Dakota Johnson? No, 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 no. They're, they're going to, whoever they cast as Sue Storm, they're then going to cast the rest of the Fantastic Four around that actress, like for chemistry and stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. What, why was Dakota Johnson even brought up if she's not going to? Well, it's just, just because like when they're doing a casting call, they want like, say like, I don't know, if you want a Tom Hanks type, like a, you, you kind of give like an act actor, actress, just kind of as a base of that kind of, Oh, type of actor okay. is what you're going for okay okay so they're casting sue storm first yeah and then they'll go based on that so based on that little piece of information we should do some predictions for who we think they are also saying they're looking for an actress between the age of 30 and 35 hey here's also a little tidbit so the director matt shackman was yeah. recently having lunch with mila kunis, kunis yes you saw that no. Oh, so like I was thinking maybe they're talking about, well, he's the only movie he's directing is Fantastic Four coming up. So it makes sense that she, she can be in talks or just, they're just talking about the character, seeing if she's interested. That'd be an interesting role for her. Cause she'd be going from basically just rom-coms to something a little bit more action. I, f- I feel like she could fit in that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mila Kunis, eh? Yeah. Huh. And then based on that information, do we have any predictions for the other roles? No, zero. That that means they, they probably have, like, ideas of people they want to ask, but at this point... I think they're going to do, I think they're going to do what they normally do, which is they might bring in one person that a lot of people know, and then they'll cast around with people that nobody really has heard of, and they're going to make them into big... That's roles. exactly what Kevin Feige actually said. That's it's what he said? It's going to be a mix of piece, some that we do know, and some that are going to be yeah. kind of newish. And that makes, that makes the most sense, because, I mean, you, you can't just 
break the bank for every single character. There's four of them. I mean, yep. <laughs> one blockbuster role is different than four. So yeah, that's probably what we'll see. Yep. Cool. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, next piece of tidbit. This is kind of a little bit in the... Actually, I'll start with the actual real news that's okay. confirmed. Well, Kevin Feige officially said that they found a story for Spider-Man 4, like Tom Holland's Spider-Man 4, and they're currently writing it. Yes, and so I also heard forward. that it's coming out before Kang Dynasty. Yeah, more or most likely, yes. Which is wild, because that means we're probably going to get another Spider-Man movie next year already. Maybe two years from now. You think? Oh, I guess because December 2025 is when we're getting Kang's Dynasty? No, I think it's May 2025. Oh, geez, yeah. So I guess it could be February 2025 or something like that. Hmm. Okay, so oh, what do we have? Per- actually, now that I think about because Fantastic Four is coming out February 2025. Yeah, so they got to drop it, and it'll probably be December 2024, I would suggest. That means they'll have Spec- to start filming it this year, though. I don't doubt it. I Putting it into high gear. I guess so, but I don't know. Because then they, they got to rewrite the script, and they got to go into pre-production, I think. Actually, so the, so you're saying that the script is confirmed that it's written, but they haven't started writing it yet. That it's in progress. They're writing it right now. Okay. Do we have any? And are there Let's any rumors least... going around about any other information Zero. we have about the there, villains there is, or anything? There is a King Dynasty rumor about Spider-Man. Um, this I am. This is a grain of salt, but it, there's one main or two main reasons why I think this could be true, and one big reason why I think it's not true. Okay. Okay. So. The lead for King Dynasty will be Spider-Man, is the big rumor that's going around. Not the leader of the Avengers, but the lead character of the movie. Yeah, I heard that rumor as well. I could see it. So there's two reasons, or two, one minor minor reason, one big reason why I think Spider-Man would make, 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 make sense as the lead. Because when, one, when you're forefronting the new Avengers film, you need a character that... Well, everyone loves an Iron there's, Man or a Captain. Yeah, America, and there's no yeah. character really are still around other than Spider Man. Doctor Strange. Yeah, but I mean, like compared to Spider Man. <laughs> well, He's, for us compared to Spider Man, but I think a lot of people do like Doctor Strange. Uh, well, and, also the thing is too, Spider Man is actually it's not just Marvel. He is the most successful, highest grossing superhero solo true. film of all time that's true. nothing I'll, the only other superhero movie that beat no way home is avengers movies so you don't think you don't think sam uh the new captain america will come in and, and do anything like this oh yeah he'll 100 percent ban it he might even be the leader but i'm just saying he won't be the main i've heard there's positive him not being the main character on that note i also heard rumors that shang chi could be the could be the lead or leader to some degree well this director of shang chi is directing king dynasty so there's that. I don't know if he'll be the leader. I don't know. It makes okay. Here's the main thing why I don't think Spider-Man would be the lead of King Dynasty, is because Sony owns the film rights. So why would Marvel make their have their main lead character be someone else's main property? It's too risky. That's kind of the the one big factor of him not being a lead. Yep. He'll probably be in it, but I don't know about him being the lead character. But who knows? Could they could be just be like, at the same time, if they're still, who knows what the backdoor contract is, if they're doing Spider-Man 4 anyway, so they might already have wrote, um, done a deal for more Spider-Man movies in the MCU. If he's going to stick around, they're still going to make Spider-Man movies, I guess. What's the harm? Fair. Because Sony's not going to be doing any... Well, this, will be the, so- this will be the first time we've hit a fourth Spider-Man. It's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Open mind. Open mind moving forward. Okay. Speaking of Spider-Man... 
Uh, this one is also in the rumor mill, but it comes from an actual kind of credible source, Jeff Snyder, who is um, a big uh, film movie pundit in the reporting space. He got word that Tom Holland is going to be in Across the Spider-Verse. You're going to have like an, a cameo type thing. But he's not going to be animated. He's going to be live action. How is that going to work? <laughs> well, because the, when Miles goes to like all these different dimensions, you kind of see in the trailer, they all have different animation styles. Yeah. So there's going to be apparently a, a little scene or segment of the movie where you see Tom Holland's Spider-Man and like an animated Miles. Interesting. I can dig it. I don't think it's going to be a big thing, but like, no, it'll small. probably be a big. It'll probably be a small thing. Like you ever seen the SpongeBob movie? No. Really? <laughs> really? I haven't really much watched much SpongeBob at all. Like, okay. Maybe one. There's there's a scene in the SpongeBob movie where there's a live action moment, and it's not animated, but it's brief. And I think we could easily get something like that. I think it's doable. I think I think we pull it off. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. And that's a rumor or confirmed? That's a rumor. Oh, okay. That's a rumor. Okay. Okay, next topic. Thunderbolts. The Marvel movie with... Right, yes. The Yelena, Red Guardian, Ghost, Taskmaster, Bucky, US Agent. I yep. think the entire roster. They added a new a cast member. Okay. Uh, Stephen Young from, from uh, uh, Nope, uh, Walking Dead, um, and Invincible. You're all familiar with those properties. Well, I'm I'm, I'm familiar with the properties. I just I, was, I can't played, I can't pinpoint which one. played Glenn on The Walking Dead. Oh, it's Glenn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah. they added him. He's apparently a main role. Sweet. So everyone loves him. So yeah. I didn't I didn't get that far in The Walking Dead until the crazy stuff happened. But I think I got through probably three and a half seasons or something like that. I just kind of lost interest. But I heard the I heard the Glenn. To, Glenn death was taken very uh hard very hard by the fan base so <laughs> I think uh I think people will be happy to have him back mm -hmm. yeah there's also yeah kind of it's nice seeing a actor that's known from TV breaking into film yes because there he was on last year he was in Jordan Peele's nope one there you roles. go he was he was one of the main roles in that movie or because I didn't see that one kind of borderline supporting but sort of main okay I guess um, and then next topic going, I guess, still with Marvel <laughs> Wonder Man for the Disney plus series gets a director with, uh, Stella. I think it's pronounced Maggie. Which one is Wonder Man? Wonder Man. He is, um, he's an actor named Simon Williams. Okay. Who basically gets kind of enter energy absorption and expulsion powers, I guess is a nice way to, it's like purple energy. So basically like purple Captain Marvel or what are we? Yeah, let's about? go with that. That's the best way to describe Can it. Can he fly? I'm trying to think. I don't even think of. Maybe. So you think he gets his power from the power stone maybe? Why would he be purple? I don't know. I remember, I think, was it a vibranium's how he got his powers? With this, I don't know, some blast of some kind. At this point, he just started out as a supervillain and then became a hero. At this point, you just flip a coin and get lucky oh maybe i do get powers maybe i die who knows like, <laughs> uh, i'm trying to think wonder man is not my forte i'm just trying to like, i don't think i read much wonder or i don't think 
have read much Wonder Woman. All he remembers from like the Earth's Mightiest Heroes TV series. I think he started out as a villain and then became a hero. Well, like everything in Marvel, they'll probably just make it up along the way with drawing inspiration from the comics, but not actually following through with full story. So whether he can fly or not in the comics remains to be seen in the movies, I would imagine. So that started yeah. writing, you said? Uh, they got a director. Oh, they got a director. Okay, so we're we're way, way far away. That's probably going to be post-Kang Dynasty, I would imagine. Uh, who knows? The thing is, like, a, noticing that Marvel is kind of stretching, like, they're not pumping out their TV series as much, like, at, like as quick as they did before. Mm-hmm. Because, like, last couple of years, you get, like, three in a year. Yeah, I think four in a year was actually the first year. Like, I think they're doing long. two in a year now, right? Two in the year is what they're targeting because we're getting Secret Invasion this year and yep. Loki season two, and that's it. Yes, because I think What If got pushed, like What If season two got pushed back, and, then... and that got revived for season two. It did. Um, it was like they already they um, announced season two like before season one even came out. Hmm. I remember that one was something I was really excited about, and then I just didn't really get into it. I'm trying to think if there's another one that's supposed to come out this year. Oh, Ironheart. That's supposed to come out this year as well. Later in the year, probably? Yeah. Because we're getting Loki... Well, Secret Invasion's coming in March, I think? Some springtime. Yeah, yeah and then we're date. probably getting Loki... Probably summer, right before... Yeah, right before summer. And I thought Ironheart was supposed to come out this summer, but who knows? They keep pushing and changing the dates. They never have... They don't have anything like solidified an actual date, so who knows? It's probably going to shuffle shipped around. And actually, okay. speaking of shuffling around, they pushed back the Marvels. So it was supposed to come out July 28th, and now it comes out November 10th. Oh, yeah, that's right. Jeez. But I don't think it's like to do with any like problems. It's just to give more time to finish the visual effects. That's fair. And I guess gives a little bit more time to settle whatever is going to happen in Guardians. And do we have another movie after? Nope. No, it's just Indeed. these three yep. after this year. Wow. Hmm. So Marvel, from what I can see, Marvel's making a big, big push on the visuals for this this year's kind of scope of movies. Yeah. Well, also with with the visual effects industry, it's a lot of movies are kind of having problems finishing on time, and just because there's not enough time for the visual effects artists to actually complete the work, because a lot of them are going out of business. Because this is the way it's set up, like with like production crew that's all unionized but visual effects houses it's all like separate companies doing bidding work so it's the wild west it's basically put in a bid as it goes as low as you can where you pretty much are losing money so you can actually win the bid so you can stay in business but you're losing pretty much losing money by doing the amount of overtime and hours all your employees and you have to do to actually get the job done because at the end of the day if you don't take it for the low price somebody else will yes so it's just a, it's an absolute losing battle. Uh, it sucks. Until AI can do visual effects, and all these guys will be out of business anyway. There'll still be a human hand probably having to guide that. Yeah, just barely, but that'll be an internal job. It depends. Marvel, I mean, Marvel will bring that person in internal to just monitor the AI. And we'll we'll see how that goes. I don't think it's there yet. No, no, we're there we're is, a while. Is, away, there's but... already AI tools and visual effects. Like for example, oh, rotoscoping is all AI, and you do need a human hand guiding it. You'll, yeah, you'll still need a human hand guiding it for at least the next few years, quite a bit, but okay. Yeah. Um, then, well, so I guess, yeah, that's, that's what we're talking about. Wonder Man. <laughs> we had to talk about the Marvel, so let's talk about Venom 3. Pre-production officially has started. Venom 3. Yes. I still have to watch Venom 2. <laughs> oh, I really like that one. If you liked Venom 1, you would like Venom 2. 
Yeah, I almost watched it on the plane. I'm trying to remember what I did instead. Fell asleep? I did fall asleep, that's for sure. I'm trying to remember how long, though. I think I had about a good three to four hour power nap. I think that just becomes sleep at that point, though, but... Okay, that'll be on the list. So the second one's good. Third one, any any Nothing. word on... And we know Tom Hardy's in it. Ah, wow, wonderful. <laughs> and I'm wondering, because like, they keep teasing, like, are they going to cross over Venom 3 with Spider-Man? I don't know. It's kind of up in the air kind of thing, because I can see them go both ways, because Sony wants to highlight Venom versus Spider-Man, because that's what everyone wants to and see. Which Spider-Man? Probably Tom Holland. What if it's Andrew Garfield? I don't know. I mean, that would be a good way if to separate the uh, the two universes because Venom's definitely not in the same universe as Tom Holland. Exactly. The only way, I guess with all this multiverse madness, this would be the best time to cross over Venom with yeah, and Tom Holland Spider-Man. It would be kind of messy, just like, I don't know. No, I think I think they should do Andrew Garfield. I, I'm trying to think ways they could do, and I think it's possible. Like in Venom 3, the multiverse, something could open up, and then Tom Holland and Spider-Man get stuck in the Venom universe, or Venom gets stuck in the MCU again, then they have to score off. That's It's possible. Because then he's always wanted to fight an alien, so. That's also true. But I don't know. I just, I just feel that they're probably going to stick with Tom Holland. Yeah, probably. But Andrew Garfield deserves his, deserves his I would say movie. He got robbed. I, I have a feeling we're probably going to see Andrew Garfield, Tom McGuire back for Secret Wars. Oh, guaranteed. Guaranteed it was too successful to not bring them back, let alone we'll probably see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, a bunch of other stuff too. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's going to be cool. We're actually powering through these topics right now. <laughs> Are we? We only have one left. Oh, look at that. Okay, so the last one. Now we're shifting to DC. Ah, the DCU. And the Flash. Ooh, more more Flash news. What yeah, do we got? It's, it's, it's actually how much faith the studio has in this movie because they confirmed they're screening it at CinemaCon two months before it comes out. Two months before it comes out at yeah. CinemaCon. And, and you CinemaCon. wanted to go to CinemaCon this year, and I said next year. Darn <laughs> Oh, you should, you should sell. I can do the rundown. The CineCon, CinemaCon released their schedule. Oh, geez. We should, we should do that right after this. Okay. So Flash is screened. It's, that is confirmed. That's the only movie confirmed. However, Disney and um, what's the other one? Sony. Disney and Sony, their panels, I believe Sony's is two and a half hours and Disney's is two hours and 45 minutes, which means they're probably going to show a movie. Um at the end of their presentation because presentations could either be two hours or like 40 minutes so it wow. varies so like sony's is a little shorter it could be an animated, animated movie and the only animated movie i know is coming out from sony is spider-man across the spider-verse so who knows and then disney since there's almost three hours it could be guardians 3 but that only comes out a week or, or a week after CinemaCon. but it also could be indiana jones or the little mermaid those are my other guesses I think it'll be Indiana Jones. And what studio does, uh, is it Paramount that does, um... Mission Impossible? No, uh, Transformers. Yeah, Transformers. You think that's going to show? I think it might show Mission Impossible. That's Paramount. Death Reckoning Part 1? The thing is, Paramount, it's, it's panel. I don't think it goes that long. But there is another mystery screening. Because I'm the Warner Brothers panels three hours, so they're gonna have their presentation to show the Flash. That makes sense. Yes. And then there's then there's like a, on their schedule they show there is just a, a film screening, but they don't didn't say what that film is yet. So I'm thinking it could be Mission Impossible, or it could be one of the other films in June. One of the one of the many blockbusters in June. The movies they show at CinemaCon 
the studios usually have faith in because at CinemaCon, it's not movie critics that have to sign NDAs and all that stuff. This is just audiences. And if yeah, the movie's fans. bad, word of mouth's going to go around fast that the movie's terrible. That's fair. Yeah. So it's just it's to build up. Are there, are there crazy spoilers after CinemaCon then? Because like, I'd you imagine there's probably going to be some crazy spoilers dropped about The Flash. I mean, probably not like videos or photos because they're pretty... No, but somebody's gonna about, somebody's gonna write a review online or something. Well, at CinemaCon, there's always descriptions of the footage that they see. Always, okay. Um, but I'm sure if you look hard enough on the internet, you'll find it. I will not look hard enough. I, I mean, it's probably, it's probably not. It's not gonna be like blasted on like Instagram or TikTok. What I I don't think you're gonna see that crossed at least because there'd just be like written words of <laughs> a description or someone maybe talking about it. But I highly doubt it. I highly doubt you that because I don't think there was anything. I didn't see any major spoilers for Top Gun Maverick, but then again, or Ghostbusters Afterlife either too. Yeah, I think it'll be okay. Because most people that go to CinemaCon don't actually care about spreading spoilers because it's mostly theater owners that go to CinemaCon. Yeah, people in the industry, right? Yeah, yeah, it's in their interest to not spoil it so people can yeah. watch the movie. For Plus, the like time. the average person going is pretty expensive to go. Yes, yeah, we did see that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wild. All right. That's it. Covers all the topics already. Yep. Jeez. So we're going to be doing another round of over-under. This time, instead of Rotten Tomatoes, audience scores, we are going... Did we do audience or critic score last We time? did critic score. We did critic score. Oh, geez. Sad. Well, that's, that's a lot easier to predict than audience scores, I find, but... That's fair. Okay, so instead of doing those, we're going to do over under box office worldwide sales yes in u.s dollars okay mitchell yep you are up first okay so i've got star wars episode four a new hope okay box office for worldwide box office worldwide I'm over gonna... or under well, I gotta give you a number you yeah, I guess so <laughs> <laughs> I'll just get a box guess. office number over or under I'm just gonna do the thousand we're not gonna go into the hundreds and everything okay seven hundred and fifty three thousand dollars over or under worldwide seven hundred and fifty three thousand dollars way over or do you mean million Oh, million. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez, what am I saying? Okay. 735 million? 753 million. <laughs> Oops. Okay. I'm going to go a little bit over. I think it's over. You are correct. I believe the total is 775 Ooh. million. Okay. I should probably specify the million this time. Yeah. Okay. You ready for this one? Yep. Okay. We're going to go with the original Top Gun. Okay. Okay. Over or under 450 million. I'm going to go under, actually. Correct. Yeah. 357 million. Interesting. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just don't, I don't think that movie had as much hype when it came out as after it had already been out for a few years is my gut feeling plus it's kind of hard to guess older movies when you're not around to like hear the box office That's numbers true. that were like in the 80s yeah continue the star wars trend i've got star wars rogue one 
over or under 993 million under it's actually over really yeah i thought it'd be close but it was 1.058 mil or billion oh it yeah. did crack a billion it cracked okay. a billion it cracked a billion and honestly still underrated in my eyes even with that box office score oh. what a great movie that was okay ready for yours yes i'm sticking with 80s movies okay <laughs> hit me okay so back to the future over or under 390 million dollars over under 390 you say yep i'm gonna go i'm gonna go over okay wrong it's <laughs> under by how much 383 million oh you've got it you brought like <laughs> brought the levels so close wow jeez that's still really good for the 80s good for them yeah because i mean like you're not gonna has any film cracked a billion in the 80s i don't think so i don't think so no i don't think i can't see no Actually, not unless no, they adjust them to inflation. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Definitely not. Okay. I got a controversial one for you. Controversial? Yeah. How was the box office controversial? No, the movie was, not the oh. box office. A S Star Wars continuation, I should say. Is it solo? Nope. Episode 9, Rise of Skywalker. Mm. Oh, okay. Over or under... 1.113 billion over it's under dang this is i knew it was gonna be so close 1.077 billion oh my god maybe we should it like barely made more than rogue one should we make like i don't know because we're both doing like 10 million dollar differences no because you got a 50 50 chance of getting uh, it right yeah so i mean so. <laughs> gotta make it difficult okay hmm I guess my turn. Yeah. I'm I just looking for I just threw this movie just for whatever reason it popped in my head. So we're gonna do this one. I don't think you've seen it. Happy Death Day. It's the horror comedy, um uh, oh. the girl that relived the same day over and over and yep. over again. Yeah, I think I've heard of that one. Okay. Worldwide box office over or under hundred and ten million dollars. Oof. What year? Twenty seventeen. Oh, pretty recent. 110 million? Yep. That's really small. But it's a horror movie. So the budgets are really low. Or else that's what you want me to think. I'm going to go over. Lock that in. Correct. Yes. 125 million. Wow. Jeez, for a horror movie, though, that's pretty impressive. It made a sequel. <laughs> it made a sequel? Yeah, they have a happy death day to you. Jeez, okay. Yeah, good for them. Okay. Star Wars... Episode one, The Phantom Menace. Over or under 1.085 billion. Did it crack a billion? Son. I'm going to go with yes, it did. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Ugh, but I'm going to go over. It was under hey. 1.027 So close. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> Just cracked a billion. This Just. one, this one's gonna be tricky. Okay. District nine. Okay. Ready to go over or under two hundred and twenty million dollars. District nine. Year? 
220 million? Yep. I'm going to go over. It's actually under 210 million. Really? Yeah. Wow. Damn. I thought that was a good one. You know how much money they made it for? No, I'd be curious. Like between 38 and 40 million. Wow. Okay. So that is a good, that is a good <laughs> ROI then. <laughs> I'll give them that. Okay. Uh, let's see here. What else do we have? Okay. We have my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Okay. 2005. Over or under 927 million. Un- under. You are correct. <laughs> it did not even crack 900 million. We are looking at 868 million at the worldwide box office. Look at that. Sad. The Phantom Menace made more than Revenge of the Sith. Good sign. <laughs> I'm not a point for it, but you know. Looks like it, yeah. Interrupt the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we interrupt this podcast. Okay. <laughs> let's just do one more each. One more each? Okay. okay. Let's do it. Uh, okay, I have one. Okay. This, this film is the highest grossing film of all time adjusted for inflation. Gone with the Wind. Gone with the wind. Mm-hmm. Now, what did it act? Well, what did it make? Not adjusting for inflation, the actual amount. So the we're thirty something, nineteen thirty nine. I guess I have to give you an over and under. You absolutely do. Yeah, <laughs> over or under four hundred fifty million dollars. Under, correct. Four hundred two million. Jeez, what would that be adjusted for inflation? Give well, me that let's look that right up. I'm, I'm, like, we I'm, know it's over the three. It's got to be around the. Three I think billion. it's closer to five. That'd be really? Yes. Yeah. I think I think we're talking five plus billion adjusted for inflation. Three point four four billion. That's it. Hey, I that's still more. way more than. <laughs> Let's rationalize how many people went to see that in nineteen thirty nine. Well, thing is, that's way crazy. back then they had the movie playing in the theater for like uh, probably a year, three years, <laughs> maybe, probably. I don't it, actually was know. It even in color, <laughs> it was in color. Um, it I'm, was. Yes. In 1939, how? Well, Wizard of Oz was in the 30s, and it was color. It was like one of the main. Really? Oh yeah. Well, I guess Snow White was animated too, and it was in the 30s as well. That's like when color started to actually come out. Is in the 30s, uh, but there's still some movies that are black and white because it was new technology. Um, but of course, all TV shows are still black and white because all TVs are still in black and white. So there's no point. Right. Right. Okay, but this is cinema, different technology yeah. available. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess you can look up your last one. What was it? Gonna... I was something with Gone with the Wind. Oh yeah, how long was its theatrical runtime or not runtime? Release. Release. It was actually re-released eight times. 1947, 1954, 1961, 1971, 1971, 1971, 1989 
That's 189 million. So that's just under half. So it actually would not beat Avatar or or Endgame adjusted for inflation from its first theatrical release then. Because if we just do rough math, I mean, 139 is... I'm doing a pretty good now. <laughs> okay, we can probably do that too. Is just is less than a third of of 420 million, which is what it supposedly made. So then if we take that less than a third of 3.5 billion or whatever you said it was, 3.4 billion, we're looking at like 1 billion at the box office, which is so really good. That's my rough math, a little over a billion adjusted for inflation. It was like 1.18 billion be my adjusted for inflation number this is gonna be really hard um this is okay that's interesting so 189,000 yeah oh wait no 189 million yeah that's correct would be 3.8 billion oh okay so maybe they when you look at that adjusted for inflation that was they are they are taking that into it was it was 3.8 billion in the original original run that's pretty impressive good for them okay going into my last one Arguably most people's favorite Star Wars movie of all time. Star Wars Episode Five, The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Over or under? Over. <laughs> Five hundred and eighty-eight million. Over. It's under. R- really? I know. I was surprised to see that too. I was very surprised to see that. It's made five hundred and thirty-eight million. How much did New World Link again? New Hope made over seven hundred. Wow, I thought I thought it would have been more. I know. Actually, just, maybe not. I thought it been because I think the original Star Wars is the highest grossing Star Wars movie, the original trilogy. But and probably I thought for inflation be, too. I would say. Yeah, but I would. I would. And then Return of the Jedi made even less, four seventy five. Really, that's so weird. Because usually when movies are successful, you see the yeah numbers go up, but it was going down. That's weird. Well, and you, you see how many people still really high. You though. see how many people anticipated Episode One, yeah. Phantom Menace, when they launched the prequels. I mean, they cracked a billion, and then that was such a colossal failure that Atta- Episode Two, Attack of the Co- Clones, made basically half of at six hundred and fifty million, made half of what Phantom Menace made. Wow! And then Revenge of the Sith, obviously. Oh, well, it was so highly anticipated, right? Yeah. But I'm curious now too. Star Wars Force Awakens, again, same thing, anticipation because they're rebooting the series, 2.07 billion. I would say reboot, I guess continuing. Yeah, but it, it's kind of a reboot because you haven't had Star Wars content in 12 years or whatever. Uh, reboot is like when everything starts of from square course, one. I, under, I understand. Yes, continuing or more or less bringing it back to the forefront for everybody um, and making it relevant again because people kind of forgot and didn't have any new content. Well, it's another segment of Over Under. Yes. And another episode of Back to the Scene. Thanks for watching. See you guys next week. And that is a wrap on this episode of Back to the Scene. Thanks for listening. It would mean the world to us if you left us a review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you're listening. And if you guys want to reach out for anything, whether it's questions or ideas for the show, please make sure to hit us up. We'll have the email and all our socials in the description of this podcast.